Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Christina Explains It All, a deep dive into the soul podcast. I'm your host, Christina King. I'm a certified life and relationship coach. I'm a writer and entrepreneur. And I'm so happy you're back on the show with me. Thanks for listening. I really want to take the opportunity to thank everybody who listened to the first episode. Thank you so much for your love and for your support and your wonderful feedback. I truly appreciate all the love and just well wishes. Thank you. And I look forward to receiving more wonderful feedback from you all as we release more new episodes. Uh, I have my first guest lined up and we will be recording this episode in a couple of weeks. Um, At the time of this recording, we are recording this at the end of March of 2023. So sometime in mid-April, mid to late April, I will be uh, recording my episode with my very first guest and I'm very excited for you all to meet her. Okay, so today's episode is going to focus a lot on the difference between coaching, therapy, and consulting. Now, I know that at the end of my last episode, I sort of got into the basic definition of what life coaching is, and um, I think I did a pretty good job explaining that. However, I kind of wanted to riff more on the differences between coaching, therapy, and consulting, how sometimes they can overlap, but for the most part... They are three very different professions and three different career choices, and everybody will choose what's right for them. Um, it occurred to me that if you follow me on social media or if I've talked to you, like I've talked to a few people recently for um, a potential collaboration, people who I might want to partner with, people who might hire me as their coach, it sort of occurred to me that they did they do not know what life coaching is. And you know what? That's okay. We're all just kind of new to this term, life coaching. This has only been around, I don't even know how long, probably 20 years at least. But I feel like in the last decade or so, coaching has really boomed and the business of coaching has really, you know, gotten more popular and just there's been a lot more awareness around it. So once again, I will give the definition of life coaching that way in case you have forgotten from the last episode. So life coaching is a unique partnership between coach and client and the client is the expert in their life and we do not give them the answers or advice but instead we take a stand for them into achieving what it is that they want to accomplish in their life. And this is usually a high level goal. And this could be something as simple as getting a new job, losing weight, leaving a toxic relationship, building a business, um, going back to school, becoming a parent. It can be anything, any kind of goal 
that you set in your life, you can hire a coach for that. Um, and to kind of riff off of what I just said, there is a coach for literally anything you can think of. I don't even want to count, but there's probably like hundreds of thousands of coaching niches out there. Um, similar to therapy, where you have marriage counselors and marriage therapists, you have sex therapists and counselors. There's also niches in coaching, therapy, and consulting. So some of the most popular niches in life coaching specifically are as follows. Career coaching, business coaching, executive coaching, relationship coaching, health coaching, wellness coaching, and so forth. And you can even get more specific. There's people that are childbirth coaches, pregnancy coaches. You could be a marriage or divorce coach. Anything, any issue that you can think of that has a problem that can be solved, there's usually a coach there that can help you solve it. Um, there's even a coach, there's even coaches for people who want to become coaches themselves. And that's where people usually go on the path of getting certified, but that's a whole other episode and I'll, I'll get into that another time. So those are the common niches of coaching. And like I said, some of the common issues that life coaching can help with, like I said before, you can lose weight. You can, you know, develop more mindfulness tools such as meditation, journaling, waking up early, working out. We, the, the bottom line is a life coach is an accountability partner. We get shit done. We can also help you with having hard conversations with your loved ones or your boss or your friend. We help you with setting boundaries. We can help you figure out ways to take care of yourself better, whether that's, you know, making sure you have time to rest in your busy schedule. Anything you can think of, there a life coach can help you with. Even if it's just being a better parent, being a better wife or husband or spouse, being a better partner, friend, employee, there are so many things that a life coach can help you with. And the good part of it is we can help you go on this journey a little bit more quicker than if you were to do this on your own. You are more likely to accomplish some of these goals and address some of these issues a little bit more efficiently when you have somebody who is there in your corner and who can just support you. Now, we're often taught that we need to work hard and that we need to just do things on our own because you know, we're our our own best friend. And while I agree with all of that, I think it is much more worthwhile and much more beneficial to accomplish your goals and your aspirations and your dreams in this lifetime with the support of a coach or a community. When you we do things in community, 
it just becomes even more magical and wonderful. And I'm not just saying that to be cheesy or corny, even though I am kind of cheesy and corny. <laughs> um, I'm just saying it because I've, I've lived it myself. I could not have done some of the things that I've done in my life if it weren't for with the help of a coach or someone guiding me. Think about when you were a teenager and you were learning how to drive. You didn't just drive on your own, right? Chances are you hired a driving instructor, you did a driving school, your parents or your older sibling or family member, whoever, taught you how to drive. You did it with the help of them. When you got, let's say you went to college, you didn't just apply and then you got in. No, you had to you had to do an admissions interview. You met with a guidance counselor from your high school. You met with another counselor from the college to help you pick out the courses and the majors you're going to take. And you meet professors and friends and you get involved um, in the campus life. You do things in community for some of the most important things in your life. Why not continue with that well into adulthood? It just makes sense. And I know a lot of people don't realize this, but you can't do things alone. You really have to have somebody in your corner. Sometimes people aren't as lucky to have people in their corner, whether that means a supportive family or spouse or work family. I like to say work family. Um, Co-workers, anything like that. Sometimes a coach is the only person that's on your team to get you to where you want to be. And if anything, you will get closer to where you want to be and make more connections at the next level that you're going to get to. So if you can tell, I'm a big stance for coaching. <laughs> okay. Now that that spiel is over, we're going to get a little bit into what is not life coaching. So life coaching is not therapy, and I want to make that very clear. Life coaching is not psychotherapy or counseling. We as life coaches, we cannot diagnose or treat individuals with mental health disorders, and we are not permitted to prescribe medications. And if you're looking for that, you got the wrong person. You got to go see a therapist or counselor. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, therapy myself. I will always advocate for that if it doesn't feel like it's the right uh, environment for a person. I always suggest therapy if coaching's not possible. In life coaching, we don't talk in, de- in depth about intense traumas or disorders. Sometimes, however, it does come up in conversations if it is relevant. That doesn't mean in coaching that we don't have those deep conversations. That does happen. Um, Sometimes I have clients who have anxiety or have, you know, depression. That doesn't mean I'm treating them for their anxiety and depression, but instead I can offer them, hey, um, you know, maybe meditation might help you once in a while in addition to what you're already doing with your, if you have a therapist or a doctor that you're working with. Um, I 
often have clients, and even I've dealt with this myself while I've been in coaching and in therapy, who are grieving. Grief and trauma do come up in, in coaching. That's a given, you know? Sometimes we're grieving something, whether that's a life that we used to have or a past relationship. Like, we can deal with that stuff in, in therapy, but... If I have a client that comes to me and they are consistently in breakdown and I can tell that they're not ready to move forward with what it is that they say they want, like for example, if they're grieving a breakup and they're still kind of in the thick of the sadness and the just reflecting and feeling heartbroken, Then I might tell them, come back to me in a few months, maybe when the wound isn't so fresh. Um, And sometimes this would also be a good opportunity, not always, to go to a therapist and kind of work out, you know, those, uh, those feelings that are coming up and work through those and heal. Um, So coaching... I should have said this before, my mistake. But coaching, we're more present and future focused. Let me say that again. Coaching is more present and future focused. We're focusing on the present you and on the future you. Not so much the past. And in therapy, we we kind of talk about the past a lot. Have you noticed that? We talk about childhood traumas, the family of origin. You know, things that are happened that happened to us in high school. So while we do kind of go there from time to time within the coaching relationship, we don't want to stay there for too long because otherwise we can't move forward and get you to where you want to be. Make sense? Okay. So in therapy, and going back to what is not life coaching, we're kind of moving into the what what is therapy now. Usually with coaching, the client is in control of the sessions. So you come to us, your coach, with a coaching request in mind. So a topic that you want to talk about, a topic that some an issue that you want to work through or get some clarity around. It's all about you. Sometimes in therapy, usually a lot of the time, the mental health practitioner, psychotherapist, whoever you're working with, they're usually in the driver's seat. Yes, you have brought them an issue of yours or something that you are working on to them, whether that's mental health related or, like I said before, a trauma, anything like that. You brought that to them, but they're going to tell you how to get there. And sometimes the medication's involved. Sometimes it's certain techniques that will help treat your condition or issue. Um, which brings me to my next point. Therapy, therapists and mental health practitioners are usually seen as the expert. And they're usually going to tell you what to do. In coaching, we don't tell you what to do. Maybe once in a while we'll offer suggestions and, and advice with your permission, of course. But we were, I was really taught in my coaching school that the client is the expert of their life. 
And um, this is something actually my own therapist has said to me that I am the expert of my own life. And I have to agree with that. I'm really glad she said that. Um, I'm not sure. I think it depends on the therapist. But usually a lot of the time, the therapist is telling us what to do. They're giving advice, which is helpful with certain situations that we just don't know where to go. And that's totally fine. There's a, I, I believe there is a time and a place for therapy. And I, like I said before, I'm a big I'm a big fan of therapy. But usually they're the one to kind of tell you what to do, what's the treatment plan or the plan of action, if there is any, or kind of tell you why things were a certain way when you grew up. Like, oh, you attracted this person into your life or you you were in a relationship with this person because of a, a need you didn't get while you were in childhood. And yeah, so that's kind of the kind of stuff that comes up in therapy. Um, and that's something that does come up every so often in coaching. I will say that. Uh, this just happened to me myself with a situation. Coaching... I always like to say, and I'm just amazed every time that I have been a client in a coaching session, whether that's in a coaching session with someone that I've hired, um, one of my mentors at my coaching school, or whatever the circumstances are. I'm always amazed that I go into the session thinking it's going to be about this one thing, and it turns out to be something totally different. And sometimes I feel like that with therapy too. So I think that's a really cool thing. So moral of the story is just don't have an agenda. (laughs) Just be open-minded because you don't know what's going to come up. And you don't know what's on the other side of that. Okay. So another reason what um, that makes therapy and coaching different is that in a coaching session, the coach actually does not do a lot of the talking. The client does a lot of the talking. So the client actually talks about 70 to 80% of the session, like kind of explaining the situation or the thing, the thoughts that are coming up for them. And the coach only talks about 20 to 30% of the session. And we're just asking a lot of deep questions, offering reframes and clarifying certain thoughts that we heard. Um, We as coaches, we're also going to say the thing that maybe no one is willing to say. Maybe a therapist who is direct would say certain things that they're noticing or they're picking up on. It's also involving your the use of your intuition as well. We're going to call you out on your bullshit. (laughs) But we do it with love. Um. Yeah, we do it with with tough love. (laughs) Um, I think there are people out there who do this, who are coaches, but maybe they're not for everybody (laughs) and that's okay. Um, But I'm I'm always very nice, caring and compassionate with my coach, with my coaching uh, clients. So, okay. So you probably know the opposite of therapy then with this instance. 
with therapy. Sometimes it's the therapist doing more of the talking than you. Sometimes it could be 50-50. It really does depend on, again, the plan of attack. It depends on the person, on the patient slash client. It really depends on the situation. Um, and another point I wanted to make about what is not, what is not life coaching slash what is therapy. In life coaching, we don't force a client to make a right or wrong decision. The coach will trust that the client will choose what's best for them. So if you tell me that you don't want to take that job in Paris because you want to rent a house on the beach with your boyfriend, I'm not going to tell you if that's right or wrong. And yes, I just referenced the hills. Thank you. (laughs) Love my early 2000s stuff. Thank you, Lauren Conrad. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you if that's a right or wrong decision. Whatever decision that you make at that time was the right one for you. I will say that if you're going around polling people to ask them what they think, don't do that. I'm just going to say, don't do that. Trust yourself. I know it is easier said than done. I believe me, I get it. But the more you trust yourself and you allow yourself the space to make that decision, the more the better you'll get at making your own decisions for your life. Now, a therapist might say, well, what is best for your mental health? And I totally am. I'm on board with that. Choose the decision that makes you happy. What is good for your mental health, your well-being, what will light you up? Sometimes it's not that clear, though. So that might require a little bit of deeper reflection. Um, And a coach can help you with that, by the way. (laughs) So now I'm going to kind of get into a little bit more about the therapy, how it differs from coaching, and a little bit more of the consulting side. So these are one of three people that you obviously hire and you pay them for their services. So therapy, like I said, you're going to them with a problem. I'm trying to get over my divorce. I'm trying to get over the loss of my parent or my grandparent. I need help with my anxiety and so forth. In coaching, you can do that, but I'm not going to treat you for anxiety. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to treat you for anxiety. I can, however suggests that you go see a therapist and then you can come see me or another coach and we can work together on how we can make your stress levels decrease in like a holistic kind of way. Like I might tell you, meditate some more if, if you feel called to or I might suggest journaling. I, I tell all of my clients that they should journal if they feel called to. Now, consulting, we're going to touch upon this a little bit. Um, So sometimes the line between coaching and consulting can be blurred. Um, There are a lot of coaches that I know in my network and a lot of coaches in um, that I've met over the years that kind of do both. Let me just have it. So there are frequently coaches who are 
specializing in business, but they also do business consulting. Now, a business consulting is a business consultant is the expert. So they're going to tell you what to do. They're going to tell you what's the best way to run your business. What's the best way to get clients? What's the best way to learn more about the field that you're in? They're going to tell you, okay, maybe you need to go to this class. You might need to go to for this certification and so forth. So they're going to be the ones that will tell you what to do and give you advice. And in the end, it might actually end up improving whatever you hire, improving the situation that you hire them for. And usually a lot of the time it's business consulting. There are other consultants out there like tech, I think of tech and business are like the main uh, tech, finance, legal. Those are like the main fields that you can hire consultants for. Um, and it might be appropriate to seek out a business consultant if you're building a business. Like I've done that a couple of times over the years. And it was very helpful. And then there's been other times where I felt like I needed a business coach. And that was helpful too. It's really just what you need and what you desire. If you have a specific goal, like you want to earn more money in your business, then a business coach might be appropriate for you. Or if you just want to be told what to do, then maybe a consultant might be the answer to that. Or you could find someone who does both. So I've said that there are so many benefits of life coaching. There's, of course, a lot of benefits with consulting and therapy, too. Um, somewhat of a mentor of mine brought this up recently that I thought was interesting, and I never really thought about it before. She said that therapy, like, there's no end point. It just keeps on going. With coaching, there's usually a start date and an end date. I've been seeing my particular therapist for almost five years now. Um, I have no intention of stopping with her because I I love her very much. (laughs) I adore her. But there might come a point where I might say, this isn't working for me anymore. And I might have to go with another therapist. But until that day comes, I'm sticking with her. So there's like a reason and a season for for things, you know? Like there's a coach, there's many coaches that I've worked with over the years that I don't work with anymore because I got to the next level. And the reason that I hired them, it made sense at the time, but then I got the results. It's like if you lose the weight, let's say you you hire a health coach or a nutrition coach or a dietitian to help you lose 100 pounds. Well, you may or may not keep working with them after you lose the 100 pounds. You might just, you might keep in touch with them and tell them how it's going and, you know, update them. But you're not going to be like, how do I keep losing weight if you've already gotten to your goal? Does that make sense? I hope it does. (laughs) Okay, so the future of life coaching looks pretty bright to me. I know what you're thinking. On Instagram, there are so 
many coaches. There are so many coaches on Instagram. And let me tell you a secret. Not all of them are certified. Mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop. There are a fuck ton of coaches that do not know what they're doing. They don't know how to coach their clients professionally and ethically. They're making mistakes. It's okay. I just want to reiterate by saying it's okay to to start your business without being certified as a coach or whatever and do it in a messy way. Like nobody is perfect. I promise you that. But I think after a while, you should kind of know what you're doing. <laughs> but the future of coaching looks pretty good. Um, Kara Allwell, who is... um the face of the champagne diet brand who you all should follow. I love her. Um, She wrote somewhere, I forget where, like by 2028 or the end of the decade, coaching is going to be like a billion dollar industry. I forget the exact amount. I was just like, wow, it's expected to grow. Like, wow, it's going to evolve so much. It already has since COVID, you know, with everybody having to stay home and make money and work from home and every some people had to think outside the box and some people got led to coaching and I was one of those <laughs> corporate companies also hire coaches by the way it's not uncommon for a corporate company to hire an executive coach to help with their employees goals for the company or their career And that's becoming more common in the online space, too, for mental health companies and wellness companies to to hire a coach so that their clients can have a better quality of life. That's the overall theme with coaching. All I want for my clients and all, all my other coach friends want for their clients as well is to just have a great quality of life. Just be happy. I know it's easier said than done because life can be hard. Sometimes life is 50-50. You don't know what's going to throw at us. But all I want is for my clients to succeed and I just want to help them get there. That's all I want. I think that's going to pretty much wrap up this discussion. So we explained the difference between coaching, therapy, and consulting. We explained what coaching, we got into what um, coaching was and was not, and the differences between therapy and coaching. Um, And yeah, that's about it. I currently have a few spots open to work with me one-on-one in my life coaching program. If you are interested in a consult call where I'll just talk about my services with you and you can tell me about your situation and see if we're a good fit to work together, I invite you to book a call. I will put all of my information in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe and if you feel called, write a review and subscribe. Thank you for listening to Christina Explains It All. Deep Dive into the Soul podcast. I look forward to meeting with you all very soon. Take care and have a good one.